This week on The Take, we're marking one year since a pair of devastating earthquakes hit Turkey and Syria with a new digital interactive. Listen and watch stories of survival, recovery, and coping with the grief at aj.audio forward slash earthquakes. Again, that's aj.audio forward slash earthquakes. Al Jazeera Podcasts. Welcome to Necessary Tomorrows. My name is Ursula. I am an AI. And I have inferred from your online activity that you have been feeling more dread than hope when you think about the future that is coming for us here in the 2060s. So I have created a course just for you to enhance your capacity for imagining different futures. Necessary Tomorrows, an audio series by Doha Debates and Al Jazeera. Find it where you listen to podcasts. An inconclusive general election in Pakistan with rival former prime ministers Imran Khan and Bawa Sharif both claiming victory. Horse trading between different parties will now follow on, forming the next government. Who's likely to lead Pakistan next and what does the outcome mean for the country with deep political divisions and serious economic problems? Hello, I'm Adrian Finnegan and you're listening to the Inside Story podcast where we dissect, analyze and help to define major global stories. Well, we reached out to members of the Pakistan Muslim League Nawaz Party to join the program today, but unfortunately, no one was available. So let's bring in our guests from Dubai in the United Arab Emirates. We're joined by Zulfi Bakari, who's uh, an advisor on international media and relations to Imran Khan, the chairman of the Pakistan Tariqi Insaf Party. From Cambridge in the UK, Farzana Sheikh, uh, who's associate fellow at the Asia Pacific Program at the Chatham House Think Tank. And from the Pakistani city of Multan, we have uh, with us uh, Haider Zaman. Qureshi, who is a member of the Central Executive Committee of the Pakistan People's Party. Uh, a warm welcome to you all. Zulfi Bukhari, let's start with you. Um, what message were the people sending to the establishment by electing so many independent candidates? Well, we had this slogan for the past six months, Zulm Gabadla Borse, and it means, you know, we're going to take revenge for the cruelty via the ballot and our vote. And that's what the people of Pakistan did. Um, the turnout uh, of this election and the results of this election, regardless of all the rigging and regardless of every, all the seats that are in contention still, uh, it's obvious to the people and to the world that Imran Khan has uh, defeated all odds uh, while sitting in prison. Uh, Sophia, I, I, are you uh, absolutely certain that all of the independent candidates elected are indeed affiliated with the, with the PTA, PTI. Yes, absolutely. I mean, you might have maybe four to six which are independents in their own right and are not affiliated with the PTI, but you're, you're very close to the 100 figure, if, if not more. Um, and don't forget, we have 100 petitions and appeals at the moment uh, going through as well. And if we win even 30% of them or 20% of them, that's another 20, 30 seats, which gives us majority. Fazana Sheikh, um, how much of a shock uh, were the results of, of this election for the establishment? Has the military perhaps for the first time backed the wrong horse? Well, 
by all accounts, that's precisely what it it looks to be. These results are are astonishing, and what's so clear is uh, the way in which millions turned out to 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 defy what was widely reported as the military establishment's desired outcome, a clear win for its. Um, for its preferred candidate, Nawaz Sharif, a leader of, uh, of the Pakistan Muslim League. Um, and I think, you know, what it, what it confirms, of course, uh, is uh, what many opinion polls have pointed to, which is to say uh, Imran Khan's uh, popularity amongst uh, the majority of Pakistanis. But I think it also points to the deep frustration of, uh, of a population that really is desperate for change, desperate for a new government to address, uh, in particular, the acute economic crisis that currently faces the country. All right, we'll, we'll bring in uh, Haida Zaman Qureshi in just a moment, but, but Zulfi, you're nodding vigorously there. Do you want to come in? Uh, you know, she's absolutely right. Uh, there are different rivers that lead to this big mouth uh, of water, which uh, which is the outcome of the election. But, uh, you know, the end result is, is that people want to change. And during this whole period, I was often asked by international media and people uh, from within Pakistan that why are there not more protests? Why aren't the Pakistanis coming out against the oppression that they're facing, the jail, the torture, the kidnappings, um, the killings? And the answer was always that we're just waiting for election day and we know that people will have a soft revolution via the ballot. And that's exactly what has happened. Haida Zaman Qureshi, uh, Nawaz Sharif says that, uh, that his party will now try to do a deal uh, with other parties to form a government. Um, to what extent is, is your party uh, playing kingmaker here? Which way will it go? Well, thank you, Adrian. Um, a lot of been, uh, things have been discussed in, uh, in your report and uh, by the other guests on, on the show. First of all, uh, uh, yes, uh, Pakistan People's Party uh, was the first one, and certainly uh, democracy is the best revenge. That's the slogan Pakistan People's Party gave uh, to the nation. And ve I'm very happy that the people of Pakistan have voted uh, and uh, vented out uh, whatever you may say, uh, frustration or their anger and whatever was happening. But uh, Pakistan People's Party was the first party which openly demanded the election date, which openly demanded the election schedule, which was the first one to give a manifesto, the economic charter, which was the first one to uh, ask for a level playing field for all the parties. And it was by virtue of that pressure, and then the courts were also, uh, you know, uh, forced to give a sizable number of uh, relief uh, to PTI and other candidates. But having said that, this is not the first time any outgoing government has faced certain challenges or convictions and cases. Uh, in past, in 2018, uh, when Imran Khan uh, was uh, uh, making it for the parliament, again, uh, they, they themselves uh, uh, got uh, a support from the very quarters that criticizing now and at that time PMLN leadership was convicted and on the receiving end so uh, one wrong doesn't justify the other one but as we stand today let me one clarify one particular aspect the the number of independents uh, which PTI and uh, cross-section of I'm sorry, we, we, we seem to have lost um, uh, Haider for the moment. We'll, we'll try and get him back. Um, 
and uh, we're having some problems with the lines. So let's, let's pick, pick up um, with, with Zulfi there on, on what Haider was saying. What, what do you make of, of what Haider was saying? I think Mr. Haider's uh, mic revolted against what he was rebelled as well, like most of the population of the country. Um, look, the, the reality is, is that despite everything is now is as clear as water. Um, people have come out. BTI has 100-odd seats. It doesn't matter what power games anyone wants to say. At the moment, if PTI wants to be kingmaker, it can. If it wants to form a government, it can. Uh, but having said that, we are very diligently watching uh, what to do next. And we feel that we will get, uh, you know, there's been such blatant rigging, even on Noir Sharif's own constituency, which he had lost to Dr. Yasmin Rashid, who was our former Minister of Health. She's in prison as well. And it, when the polls were casted at 70%, she was 15,000 votes ahead. And all of a sudden, polling stopped, and he won by 50,000 votes, which is unexplainable. But because he's not very good at maths, his P45 form, which is a tally of all the votes, showed that more people voted than actually the registered voters. Okay. They couldn't all even right. tally up. Okay. And we, so, we, the, you know, it's... All right. We, we, yeah, we, we have We have Haider, Haider back. Haider, you, you, you want to you come no, in on Adrian, that? No, Adrian, I didn't think uh, the, the mic revolted, as Zulfi said. I think what your research team should do, and uh, most of the PTI people should uh, candidly admit, well, uh, the PTI-backed uh, candidates are the ones uh, who are awarded tickets by PTI official party. And uh, there are more than two to three dozen candidates uh, who have been elected independently dependent on the National Assembly and in various uh, provincial assemblies of Pakistan who were not PTI-backed candidates. In fact, they were truly independent candidates. And now they are saying they're all of the independents uh, and as it is being reported. I think that's a fallacy and that is a misstatement. All the independents are not PTI-backed candidates. There are dozens of independents who have no allegiance or relationship with PTI. They are indigenously independent even when they file okay. their nomination papers. Right. So that's oh, one part. The other yeah. part of the argument is, please, Adrian, let me just uh, yeah. complete my thought process. The second part is, uh, we were the first ones. Even PTI, before even PTI could say um, and demand a level playing field, it was the People's Party's chairman, Bilawal Bhutto Zadari, his democratic credentials. And we are... I'm sorry, we're really ha having problems with the, uh, with, with the line uh, there to... Uh... Uh, Multan, we'll, we'll, we'll come back to you again, Haider, in, in just a moment. Let's uh, bring in uh, Fazana uh, Sheikh then. Um, the, uh, all of these independents now, the, 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 what, 100 seats that the, the PTI is claiming uh, were, were basically votes for them. Uh, how can independents form a government? Uh, because, I mean, they're, they're, they're not a political party. So, so what happens next? Well, you know, it's 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 very interesting because, of course, um, in in most uh, in most uh, democracies, after an election, uh, you know, the largest party steps forward to form the government. Uh, but of course, in the case of Pakistan, this is going to be more complicated because, as we know, uh, the group—let's call it that—because it isn't strictly a party. The group of of, of independents here, uh, you know, uh, whether or not backed by uh, a mainstream party or not, are uh, clearly not going to be given the chance to have a, a decisive say in forming uh, the next government. And really, you know, what what we've seen in the in the exchange between your two other guests is that the seed is set for frenetic horse trading. And that's precisely what I think many of us expect to see 
and horse trading, of course, means that there is likely to be a prolonged period of political instability, something that Pakistan can really no longer afford, given the immense challenges. But I would really like to put to your two other guests whether or not uh, they are going to respect the voters who not only wanted change, but who also wanted an end to the divisive rhetoric of all political parties across the political spectrum, for political parties to come together and to work together to solve some okay. of Pakistan's immense challenges. I'd, I'd like to take an exception right, to that. Yeah, uh, quickly, quick. if I may respond, just very briefly, uh, the word horse trading is very, very uh, impolite to use in today's parliamentary language. I think the lady should go through the electoral laws and the constitution of Pakistan, which mandates every elected member to join a party if they wish to do so within 72 hours, failing which their status would become independent. And uh, nobody is, and even in Western democracies, people who get independently elected, either they choose to stay independent or they go with the, the ruling party or whatever the economic manifestation and the agenda is. I think the days of horse trading have gone. The Article 63A is uh, very much in the Constitution. Once they are on the parliamentary strength of a party and they vote against in a money bill or a vote of confidence for the prime minister's election, it is then when okay. they are de-seated. And we had uh, an example in 2022 when uh, the democratically... Uh, elected government was uh, voted out uh, by the PDM government last year. So to say that the independence candidates, if they choose to go to another party, which the law mandates them to do within 72 hours, uh, if they choose to do so, they would be doing that for some gratification or other gains okay. and become uh, a symbol right. of horse trading. I think that's incorrect. Okay, okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll let Fazana pick that up in just a moment. Mm -hmm. But but Haida, uh, way back at the, the, the first question I asked you, 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 you actually swerved around it, you didn't answer. Is your party, the PPP, going to go into coalition, a coalition with the PMLN? Well, our first choice, and uh, Chairman Bilawal, during the course of interviews uh, in the run-up to the election, categorically said that once bitten, twice shy, Pakistan People's Party would uh, first uh, 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 decision and choice would be to make a government uh, with the help of uh, independents and other like-minded parties, excluding PMLN, because we've had a very, very bitter experience in the last uh, outgoing government. And we feel that our economic agenda, the way we want to handle the economic uh, uh, affairs is absolutely different to how PMLL wants to address the problems. And we feel that if PTI uh, shows some democratic maturity and skill, we can have a overlapping area where we can cooperate and, and, uh, and you know, uh, make a, uh, and form a new uh, uh, government and have a, a minimum charter of demands. Because, you see, Pakistan People's Party, with about 65, 70 seats, uh, we, we hold the swing. PTI, without uh, any coalition partner uh, with that size, cannot make a government, or, nor can PMLN. And Pakistan People's Party, if it feels, is, uh, is not getting uh, the kind of coalition, we probably would like to sit in the opposition. Uh, our party is mulling over the idea. We are engaging. We are meeting independents. We are meeting other coalition partners. Okay. And uh, PMLN is also reached to us. But uh, I think in the course of the next 48 hours. But we would hope 
and i would okay. want uh, zulfi uh, to 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 uh, prevail upon uh, the decision makers right. in his party that pakistan people's party has more democratic credentials we don't have a we are well, not a venom oriented party we've okay. always extended an olive branch to pti we should cooperate okay. for, a, for a better government Let, and a, and uh, a new uh, government let, let's give Zulfi a, a chance to, to, to come back on that before I put a question to him. Zulfi. Well, look, he, he's not wrong in, in many aspects. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that we believe at the moment, with the challenges and the appeals we have for about 100 odd candidates, that if they are even relatively fairly heard, and I mean relatively, then we will win in majority anyways. We, like I said, we have over 100 seats which are appealing uh, which are appealing with clear evidence. So in that case, we wouldn't really need uh, to be an ally of any other party. The other thing is, is as Farzana pointed out earlier, that a lot of people, um, and it kind of touches on the point of what Mr. Heather said about horse trading and independence. All of our independents have come on the mandate of Imran Khan. They've come under the mandate of change They've come, they've come on the mandate of the oppression we've seen of the last 18 months, which PPP has been a part of, not directly, but because they've been part of a PDM government while it was all happening to us. And so hence, it's that oppression, it's that frustration, it's the economic issues, it's inflation, it's all of that combined which people look at towards us. So unfortunately, and I use the word unfortunately, PPP will always by the people be looked at as a party of one of the older schools of the traditional parties, which are part of the corruption scandals and, and everything of the sort. I'm not saying Bilal Bhutto has any. I think he can create a very big legacy for himself uh, moving forward if he moves out the shadows of his father. Uh, but at the moment, it would be impossible for PTI to tie up with any of these two parties uh, as it stands today. Fazana Sheikh, um, what are the implications of this uh, for the military? How dangerous a, a moment is this for the country's uh, army leaders? And, and are they going to get involved at any time in the near future? Well, I think, uh, you know, anyone who believes that the army is going to step back from uh, interference in the political process uh, is, is, uh, is going to be disappointed. I don't think... The, the the military is quite ready yet to go back to the barracks. Uh, so I think you know that's 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 clear enough. But I think what what is so revealing about these elections is uh, uh, is is the massive intelligence failure. I mean, clearly the military thought it could engineer the outcome of these elections. And I wouldn't be surprised, actually, if some months down the line, we don't hear of some kind of purge, some people being made uh, to, uh, some people being made accountable inside the military for not having anticipated such a massive set. All right. In the military's For, calculation. Right. Nawaz Sharif buried his long-running feud with the military in order to return from exile uh, to run in this election. Um, uh, is the military now going to look again at Imran Khan, do you think? I mean, could we see Imran Khan, do you think, being freed from jail any time in the near future? Well, you know, the many of the cases against Mr. Khan, uh, as, uh, as, uh, as we know, have been widely reported as uh, cases that were politically motivated, many of them, uh, you know, um, are, are are known to be full of holes. 
and 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 these will go to higher courts which will no doubt want to put many of these cases under scrutiny i wouldn't want to rule that out um, in other words, I wouldn't want to rule out uh, a, a release at some point of Mr. Khan from prison. But I think one of the things that we need to address is, uh, unfortunately, the history of uh, a, a history of, of personal bitterness between Mr. Khan and the army chief, uh, General Asim Munir. Uh, these these are, 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 are two figures uh, whose dislike for one another, I think, is now pretty well established. And I think it's going to be very difficult unless there is real political will on the part of the political parties to set aside uh, General Asim Munir's grievances with Mr. Khan for, to put their heads together and to deal with the problems that face the country. OK, we, we've, we've got just a few minutes left. I just want to get a quick reaction from Zulfi there before I come to you, Haider. Very quickly, Zulfi. Yeah, Fazana is spot on in, in what she's saying. And I agree with Fazana and Mr. Heather about the fact that right now, whatever we've done in the last two years of being on the streets and having this agitation, where you can say politics, not even, well, absolute uh, oppression towards us in hiding, exile, torture, prison, all of that. But we're going to take our politics to the parliament. If we can form a majority government ourselves, we will do that. Otherwise, we will form the strongest opposition the country okay. has ever seen, and we will sit in parliament and oppose politically as political parties do with one another. And, uh, oh. what, and what may be will come through parliament. Okay. And Haida, regardless of which way the PPP goes, uh, the country is set for a hung parliament. Uh, what are the implications of that for economic recovery and, and, and stability? Will people accept a government led by Nawaz Sharif? Well, uh, as of now, it seems a bit difficult. Uh, they would probably accept us as the lesser evil, you see, because economic stability is tied up with political stability and political harmony. And going back to the point what Fazana said, I think one perspective she said, the other perspective is that uh, seeing uh, the, uh, the anger and seeing the sentiment of the people of Pakistan, it is quite possible that uh, this election was not maneuvered by the way the establishment is being blamed, or at least she's perceiving it that way. And uh, a, a litmus of that is that PTI-backed candidates are showing sizable number of results, and they, they, they have a claim, and legitimately so, maybe as a right of first refusal to make the, uh, the, the government have, a, have an attempt at that. But Pakistan People's Party feels, and that's what we have campaigned, and uh, our chairman, Bilawal Bhutto, has said time and again that PTI should join hands with Pakistan People's Party. They can have a try. If they can muster up the majority, they, they, we, would, we would accept that. We accepted him as the prime minister select even in the last parliament. We accept, uh, we, we handed out our cooperation on economic side, but I think it was not reciprocity. Uh, no reciprocity was shown. Uh, even okay. today, we would want People's Party and PTI to work for uh, for better strengthening okay. of the parliament. And it's right. great news coming from Zulfi that finally they've decided to come back Let's... to the parliament. They had half of Pakistan, okay. they Let's... had representation, and they walked off, which was very sad for democracy and, okay. you know, very uh, uh, right. not Haida, a good omen for PTI. I, I'm sorry, we're almost out of time. Let's give the final word to Fazana. Uh, after all we've discussed over the last uh, 25 minutes or so, uh, regardless of who wins, what are the chances of them seeing out a, a full term? Well, that, that 
remains to be seen. I mean, Pakistan has a very dismal history uh, on, on, on that front. But I really am very heartened to hear uh, your, your other guests representing two different political parties that they intend to to, to, to return to Parliament the central role that it should enjoy under the Constitution of Pakistan, something that neither party, uh, unfortunately, has respected in the past. OK, there we must end it. Many thanks indeed. Zulfi Bukhari, Fazana Sheikh and Haida Zaman Qureshi for being with us uh, today. This episode was produced by Dermot Fleming, Imogen Kimber, Abla Klar, and Jim Gilchrist. Studio sound was by Renjith Kurian. The programme was edited by George Joseph, Zainab Bada, and Joda Frias. Be sure to subscribe to the Inside Story podcast to catch every episode. And thanks for listening. Tune in again on Sunday for our next edition. world where the news is at our fingertips, where we're one click or swipe away from the latest headlines. But how often do we stop swiping and scrolling and just listen? It's the difference between knowing what's in the headlines and understanding how it got there. I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take, Al Jazeera's daily news podcast, where we bring you the context and the people behind the global stories that matter. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.